Hi, and welcome back to Get Fit Guy. Kevin Don here. And since I took over as the Get Fit Guy 14 months ago, I've had numerous emails asking me about training after menopause. I didn't really want to approach this myself during that time because it's not something I'll ever experience myself. I didn't really want to be seen as talking to something that I can't truly ever understand. But over this time, I've reached out to a number of female training experts. And, you know, I wanted to have them on the show to come and share their knowledge and help my audience out since it is a highly requested topic. But the most recent expert I spoke to wanted to come on the uh, the show basically to sell her $250 menopause course. Now, I will never have someone on this show who has profit at the center of what's happening and not sharing information. I do understand that people need to earn an income. I also do. But whenever you create a course to sell, you're locking yourself into a really sticky situation because you remove your ability to change your mind. I change my mind all the time. I get new information, a new study comes out, and so on. If you're selling a course or you've written a book, unless you're willing to completely rip it up and go and rewrite it, you have to keep banging the same drum. So here I am, having spent a bit of time researching this topic to bring you my top tips for training after the menopause. As usual, let's get some background. For anyone that's been living under a rock and doesn't know what menopause is, what is it? Well, the term itself comes from ancient Greek. Men means month and poin means to cease. In other words, it's when a woman's monthly cycle stops. I believe it or not, menopause, whilst not a modern phenomenon, is actually becoming more prevalent in modern society. And this is because of increased life expectancy. With the quality of life, medical care improving in many third world countries, a huge percentage now of the global population as a whole are postmenopausal. So like any things that happen to the human organism as we age, there are some specific hallmarks of menopause. Of course, everyone is different and will have a unique experience, but in general, we're looking at symptoms such as fatigue, aches and pains, impaired cognitive function, osteoporosis, sarcopenia, and an increase of cardiovascular disease. Some of these symptoms actually feed into each other and compound the problem. For example, if you're feeling really fatigued, it'll probably lead to decreased activity levels. Decreased muscle mass will lead to decreased metabolism. Both of these things meaning weight increases and an increase in cardiovascular risk. But Menopause doesn't need to mean a complete physical decline. I would propose, however, that training smarter and with more specific goals becomes more important for you. Now, many symptomatic females will be prescribed estrogen therapy to help. On top of this, however, studies show that in both medicated and unmedicated women, the most important intervention is exercise. Exercise has numerous benefits, for postmenopausal females, number one is exercise increases your cardiorespiratory function. It can reduce the effects of declining estrogen levels. It reduces your LDL, increases HDL, 
decreases your blood pressure and the risk of cardiac events or stroke. Next up is it assists in the creation of a caloric deficit, which aids in weight control associated with decreased metabolism. It'll increase your bone mass. I've spoken about this many times before. Compression from lifting weights is the only way to increase bone mineral density. And it will also offset sarcopenia or the loss of muscle mass, which will increase your metabolic rate and help control any weight gain also. So what kind of exercises would be best? Well, this is very nuanced because, again, everyone's different, not just in how they experienced the menopause, but in what they did prior to it. Someone who's been sedentary all their adult life will not approach things the same way an ex-professional athlete would, for example. That being said, if we follow the brief set out above, which is that we want to improve our cardiovascular and respiratory health, increase our bone mineral density and muscle mass, we can see where we would start. So let's look at aerobic activity first. I know it's popular, but if you were first starting out on a fitness journey, I would avoid HIIT type training, those short, intense, functional fitness style workouts, or anything containing the words blast or shred. It's super easy to overdo things, which is where you're above your maximum recoverable dose, as a novice. And that's because you have no clue where your red line is. The number of times I've seen people use an assault bike in the gym only to have to run outside to feed the pigeons. Well, it's a lot of times. You need to build up to things. You have to earn the right to max out. So I'd start with what we call zone one training, which would be about 50% of your max heart rate. You can find out what your max heart rate is by taking your age away from 220. So if you're 40 your max heart rate would be 180. And a zone workout would have your heart rate at about 90 beats per minute. So once you've gotten used to this, you can increase to zone 2, or about 70% of your max heart rate. I would highly recommend that you don't leave your house, drive to the gym, and get on a treadmill like a human hamster on a dystopian wheel. Just open your front door and go out for a walk or a jog. I say this because vitamin D exposure helps in calcium absorption from your food, which will help with your bone health. It's also very, very important for mood. Now, you won't need to look too far back into my back catalogue to find out how to train for strength. I would recommend maybe five to eight reps across four to five sets maybe of meaningful strength work. And this is because Sets of five reps are a low enough number to allow you to add meaningful load. But it's also a high enough number that you get some benefits of strength endurance. Focus on using the most number of muscles per lift that you can. And what I mean by that is, although the squat uses quadriceps, the seated quadricep extension machine will do less for you than the squat will because it only works the quads. It has no compression, and top-down compression is what we need to develop bone density because it's the bones that resist a load squashing you. The muscles, ligaments, and tendons resist a load pulling you. So the lowering phase of a lat pull-down or barbell bent over row is great for muscle development. 
Make sure you mix and match your strength and aerobic work in as many patterns as you can. Humans were designed to move forwards, backwards, side to side, inverted, to roll, to hang, to push, to pull. And overall health will improve when these patterns are all mixed and trained and do it in as many different time domains as you can, you know, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes. Now, on to a listener email. Hi, Kevin. I just listened to your latest podcast about single set versus multiple set workouts and found it interesting. I was hoping you were going to answer a different question, though. If someone is doing sets with a moderate number of reps, say 6 to 15, what's the value of doing multiple sets versus a single set? And how would that answer change for an older exerciser? We're in our 60s. How would the answer change based on whether we're going to failure on each set? My wife is using e-gym and generally does two to three circuits. Mostly the machines drive her pretty close to muscle failure, although this varies by what phase of the program she's in. We're wondering if she's overdoing it or if there's value in this level of intensity. Thank you, Alan. All right. Hi, Alan. Thank you for your email. Right. Regarding single sets versus multiple sets, using a moderate set range, my answer would be the same. I just don't think you can go to the gym and do six reps of anything one time and continue to improve across time. At some point, adaptation will occur and the dose has to increase. You could increase your dose by doing more load initially, but quite quickly you'll find relative intensity gets too high and you'll have to increase the total poundage across the workout. So, Personally, with my own clients, I usually prescribe about 24 reps across a workout, right? And the progression would look like week one, they do eight sets of three. Week two, same load, six sets of four. Week three, four sets of six. And week four, three sets of eight. So load stays the same across four weeks, but you're moving from only being able to do three reps to doing eight. Once you can do three sets of eight at the load you started with, you increase by 5 to 10 pounds and go back to 8 sets of 3 and repeat. Of course, there are many ways to program for strength. That's just generally where I start with my own clients, not a definitive answer. Next up, how would this change for people in their 60s? Well, older people are anabolically resistant. That is, it's very hard for them to gain muscle mass. Therefore, they need a larger dose to get the same response. So I would be even more inclined to say older people need multiple reps. Now, with your wife and her training and if she's overdoing it, the only linear data is the answer. So if week on week, in the absence of a sort of stressful life event, making training harder or recovery difficult, if performance is on an upward trend, she's not overdoing it. The balance would only tip towards overdoing it when if your sleep is good, stress is low and nutrition is good, but no improvements are being made anymore. At that point, then a new approach may be required. I hope that helps. Sorry for the uh, deep tones this week. I've uh, got a bit of a chesty thing. But if you have a question or just want to say hi, email me at getfitguy at quickanddirtytips.com and you too can be featured on the show. Go and do it now. Get Fit Guy is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast, thanks to the team at Quick and Dirty Tips. 
Morgan Christensen, Holly Hutchins, Davina Tomlin. I'm your host, Kevin Don. If you have a question for me, leave me a voicemail. It's happened one time ever. I'd like more of those, please. At 510-353-3104 or send me an email at getfitguy at quickanddirtytips.com. For more information about the show, visit quickanddirtytips.com or check out the show notes in your podcast app. 